Hello and welcome. We are back again. This is the Two Beers Please podcast, and uh, we're glad you're joining us here today on this lovely April Fool's Day. But no, make no joke about it. Today is going to be a great episode. Lots of things to cover. Obviously, all uh, Sweet 16 Elite 8 action going into the Final Four this weekend. A lot of college basketball news that has nothing to do with March Madness, which all just happened today and stressed me the hell out. We, ta- our we talked about the we talked about the coaching carousel at like the wrong time. Like last week <laughs> we were talking, they're like, hey, you know, Indiana's a decent job. And then like uh, Yeah. Now I it's mean, now it's actually a pretty interesting coaching carousel. There you go. We just had a premonition that this was going to be a big thing. And so we're like, yeah, this is great. And my Marquette, a big coach moved to Marquette. Not the same big coach, but. Right. I mean, it was, it was somebody that, and they did leave a state school. Um, although I think it was more Shaka Smart getting driven out of Texas than, than Shaka Smart upgrading his job. But uh, I think it's a great hire for Marquette. And, and I'm sure we'll certainly get into that Texas hire and the other openings uh, in the in the college basketball landscape. Yeah, for sure. But as always, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at the number 2BP underscore podcast, on Instagram, at 2BeersPlease underscore podcast, spelled like it sounds. And obviously, listen to the podcast on Anchor, on Spotify, on iTunes. Follow us, review us, subscribe us. Get, our, get a get the crest tattooed on your chest, though we're going to be changing it here soon, so maybe wait for that. But like... <laughs> <laughs> don't do it yet wait don't do it yet or oh, but that could mean you're like an og you know what i mean like juventus now has that new crest so whoever has the old That's one is true. like wow you were you, you were damn, a juventus fan you, yeah, you were a fan so. back from the cut back from the cut <laughs> back from the cut oh my goodness uh but as always i'm joined by my friend matthew phillips uh Back in Iowa now, so repping his uh, Hawkeye shirt, as I can see. My so he's base- well informed. My new baseball jersey. I got a Cubs shirt on. You know, I'm all I'm all set for uh, for opening day. There you go. Yeah, opening day. Uh, you know, feeling really good about it. Opening day. Got the news that maybe Robert Lewandowski won't be out for both legs of the game of against PSG. So maybe some hope there for for my boys. Um, the newest NFL mock draft has the Patriots trading up and getting Justin Fields. That's got me in rare mood. I real, I mean, there that you would go. be dope. That would be dope. Um, I mean, for you, not for anyone not for else. anyone else, not for a single other person. Um, but you know, I'm feeling great, Matthew. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Like you said, back back in D- DMI after sadly leaving the apartment. Uh, so back to waiting on hearing. I was supposed to hear like a month ago, but then they e- emailed me a week ago. And they're like, we'll tell you about grad school in like two more weeks. I'm like, thank you. I pre- I just, I don't even care anymore now. I'm just like, just tell me what the decision is. But uh, I'm good. It's it's nice to nice to be back home because I made some nice money sports betting. Um, so that's that's nice to get going. But um, this weekend, this Saturday is, is going to be a tough one. It, it'll have been a year. Since a good friend of mine, uh, a brother, really passed away, and it's it's one of those things that, like a year later, you you still don't really think is real. Um, it just hasn't sunk in. Timothy is, was uh, and it is uh, my my best friend's brother, so in turn, he and I got extremely close through the years. And um, he was he was one of the most authentic people, just like through and through. Timothy was Timothy, 
um, good and bad. And, and he was always, he was always like, Timothy was constantly making everyone laugh and mostly from just doing really dumb shit. Like he moved to North Carolina a few years ago. Um, and so I, I hadn't seen him in a, in a while, but he would just send like these random snaps out of him just doing the dumbest stuff and you couldn't help but absolutely crack up. So I, honestly, most of my Timothy stories are, are not the kind of thing that you want to share on a, a podcast that's getting recorded. So Tim, <laughs> we miss you. We love you. Uh, and we appreciate you looking out for us. Cheers to you, Timothy. Couldn't have said it better. And uh, thoughts are with you. Definitely Matthew and obviously uh, his family in these hard times. I mean, yeah, when there's uh, untimely passing, I mean, all passing is bad, but especially, you know, shock. It, it The years don't matter. Like years go on for us. But for that, it's like etched in. It, it feels like an eternity. I mean, well, when you're too, like, like I said, like I hadn't seen him in a while. And like, like he can see he, he moved out to North Carolina because he has a, a beautiful baby girl uh little gracie who i think she's about like six now so he moved out there uh, a few years back so like when you don't see the person all that time too it's like it doesn't it doesn't hit like you're not like oh yeah this isn't something like if it's somebody you see every single day yeah that that's gonna kind of hit home a little sooner but like when you don't see the person uh as much it is it's like one of those things where like no like they're not there. they're fine they're good yeah yeah Oof. Yeah. And I'm sure lots of people feeling that, especially in this last COVID year. So, you know, thoughts out to anybody who's feeling that sort of way uh, as the year progresses. There's going to be a lot of awful anniversaries for some people. And, you know, just just be kind to yourself as it ha- as it happens and, you know, cherish the memories, even the ones you can't say on the podcast, um, you know, all of those. So I'll, I'll those say it best, again. Those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. <laughs> Cheers to you, Timothy. Thank you for everything. Uh you know, let's move on to uh, – we, we kind of skipped the beer section last week, so let's get back to it. We are in the beer garden, and Matthew, what are you sipping on? I, I'm, I'm, I'm really mixing it up. I grabbed, a, I grabbed a Sapporo. I had a one Sapporo. From, when I, from when I was moving out, and then I, like, I just didn't get to it because I grabbed a six-pack while I was moving, and I was like, I need beer. But I had to dump it out before I enjoyed it because I got like six random beers in the six-pack. And um, yeah, so I, I went with the nice, the nice Japanese beer. Nice Japanese beer, yeah, very nice. Well, I also kind of, I also kind of went out of, out of, uh, out of the ballpark a little bit. I got a Pampalon Blood Orange Spritz, a nice wine cocktail in a can. Um, it's got this nice pink color, and it's in a can, so you will be able to hear. This might spray all over the place. I hope this doesn't destroy my microphone. That's right what now. she said. Hey, oh, it didn't. And it was a good sound. Let's see how it tastes. Oh, that's good. That's that's good. I was a little worried because blood orange can go either way, but that's good. Natural flavors of lime and blood orange delicately folded into French wine. Mmm, yes. Mmm, yes. Are you a 19-year-old girl? What is that drink order? Can I make that joke you know anymore? What? I think that's too. Do you know what I... I'm about yeah. to get canceled. There you go. Um, it's about time. Um, we've done it. We've done a podcast for a year. It's time one of us gets canceled. Right. We, we, are, be me. we, have, me. we, have, we at least have to have like the controversy of a potential cancel so that we right. get some straight <laughs> cred. They're like the discussion of like, well, should we cancel them? Yeah. I mean, I think that's fair. I'm surprised it's taken this long for one of yeah. us. I mean, I feel like we've talked about so many topics that could have gotten we're, this. Case. We're just not big enough yet. Once you're big enough, people will. People truly will find anything to cancel you for. 
In episode 42, Matt called Yannick a bitch for drinking a 19-year-old girl. Oh, boy. Uh, no, I was canceled. I, if that's what I get canceled for, I'll take it, you know? That's, that's fair. There are worse things. There are worse right? things. Yeah. <laughs> there are... <laughs> Well, we don't have to go down that world. That's their worst things. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, man, I really want to call you something right now that would get me canceled. But even that sounds worse than calling you a nineteen-year-old girl because then the imagination runs wild. I could use any sort of vocab. Right. Also, I own that. I I, I have a nineteen-year-old girl as part of my personality a little bit, so it's fine. I'm okay with that. Nineteen-year-old um, girls drink a lot of good alcohol, so you know. They do. They're they they have good taste and uh, <laughs> shut up. I uh, <laughs> that's terrible. All right, we're moving on. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Obviously, we said Final Four. Uh, kind of uh, going into the Final Four, all the reviews of the Elite Eight action, Sweet Sixteen yeah, action. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Lots of crazy things happening. We are in the Final Four, best time of the year. Um, and like we said, college basketball, and we got some UFC updates from the weekend, uh, some surprising results. So, uh, we'll talk about those as well, uh, but let's dive right into it. We're going to start off with some NFL draft news. That's right. There were a couple trades in the NFL draft order that, uh, we're going to talk about that happened in the last week. Um, so the first one I want to bring up 49ers trading up to get the third pick. Indication is that Jimmy Garoppolo's time is done if not one year from being done because they redshirt whoever they get uh what do you think about this matt do you do you think i mean who do you envision them getting because in the in the latest mock draft todd mcshay says that there's a lot of rumors about mac jones going to san francisco do you really think that they would pick mac jones over justin fields though that's crazy to me that's crazy to me i would not i wouldn't i wouldn't pick mac jones over justin fields or trey lance i don't i i think I think Mac Jones is like, and it, it, what upsets me the most, and I actually, and this isn't even so much of a critique of Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is a really capable, solid quarterback who, who could go on to have a, a decent NFL career. I'm, I'm not really hating on him, but like, the NFL is so scared and boring. Like you, you see what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson with this extremely unique skill set, and then you got guys like Trey Lance and Justin Fields that you could kind of do something else with but they're like oh we don't know how to use them so let's just go with the same boring like these guys are so soft uh, right yeah it, it certainly seems like it's going to be mac jones it seems like wilson is going to be going number two um I, i'm certain i'm surprised that it, that it's wilson two, jones three um especially because like the jets haven't really done anything still with darnold which i i guess you're like oh yeah we'll make a quarterback competition usually if you're picking a quarterback number two you're not really wanting you're, – you're, you're expecting that to be the starter. You're not getting them to make a quarterback competition, um, which is, you know, the other part of, of the Niners because the Niners apparently don't want to get rid of Garoppolo. Um, probably more of the Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes thing, but I I don't know. I, I They're weird moves to me. I, I wouldn't trade up for Mac Jones, and I'm surprised they did because I, I just – I guess I, they probably did it to prevent another trade being made. Because, like, none of those other teams I don't think would have taken Mac Jones. But, uh, yeah, it, it certainly seems like – we know Lawrence is going one. It seems more and more like Wilson will be going two. I'm, I'm surprised that, that it's going to be Jones at three if, if it does end up that way. Right, and they were making the argument that he fits the scheme really well. And I, 
absolutely hate that argument. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. So there's one dude that can fit the scheme. Like, that's what we're saying. This is the only dude that can fit the scheme. This scheme is like the easiest scheme to fit into. It doesn't require exactly. you to do anything but stand in the pocket and throw. Right? Like, <laughs> like if, they, if they drafted him later in that first round, then I would probably be like, oh, yeah, you know, that is a really nice fit. He is good in that scheme. It's a scheme that is run-based. He's a good play-action quarterback, all this stuff. Like, yeah, that's valid. But again, like, you're trading up number three because he works good in this run-the-ball play-action scheme. Like, that's stupid to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I agree. And also when I saw it, I was like, there's only one quarterback because Trey Lance can go anywhere. And I think Trey Lance, I would forgive more teams for being iffy on because of, you know, the the level of and, I, you know, I'm going to say it again. I, I I don't knock him for it. He's, he's still a top five quarterback, but him compared to Fields, I would have a little more questions of because of the season that he had last year to no fault of his own. But when I saw trade up to three, I was like, they're getting Justin Fields. They want Justin Fields. That's like, that must be what it is, because why else would you trade up? That doesn't make any sense. Mac Jones might drop to you anyway. Like, do you love Mac Jones that much that you're, like, willing to, I guess? I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I was, the, te- <laughs> the team that deserves the round of applause is the Dolphins. Oh, like the so Dolphins, good. The Dolphins trade back to get probably who they were going to get anyway. Like, they're, they're going to get a receiver or a tackle, one of, one of those really good receivers or tackles, or, you know, Kyle Pitts. Somebody's going to be there. And now, like, they just get another first-round pick. Like, the Dolphins just finessed. It was well, well done. Right, agreed. And, I mean, now Devonta Smith and Tua get to play again together, so that'll be fun. Um, I mean, maybe. We'll see. I don't know who they'd get, actually, but it'll be interesting. There Depends on who's left. I mean, I, I like Kyle right. Pitts. I just, I just don't know how he might get drafted in the top four, to be completely honest, after that pro day. He did Pitts, so, so. Like, I, I would take Pitts and Jamar Chase before Devonta. As much as I love Devontae Smith, like, of I, course. I think he's incredible. But, like, those guys just, their build and their athleticism is so insane that, like, I'm not sure how you can say no to them. But but either way, yeah, like, they're, they're going to get one of those weapons or maybe they'll get Sewell. I, I still think they're they're in, you know, contention for a tackle. I know most of the mock drafts have mostly weapons and stuff. But, like, offensive sta- tackle is still very, very – uh, important position. I think we had like three or four in the top 12 last year. So, yeah. I mean, just look at Joe Burrow and what happened to him when he didn't have an offensive line, you know, you gotta, you gotta have those positions uh, in space. And uh, then you could kind of team up Tua and, and Sewell together for the, for the long haul. And that's kind of, that would be a good little scheme. I also don't know how the dolphins, you know, there's been so many questions about how do the dolphins feel about Tua? Like, not that they would get another quarterback, but are they like, like the Bengals and Burrow are a destiny to be tied together for at least a decade it's going to happen and I, I believe the same thing with kyler murray and the cardinals and and i and, and stuff like that but I justin justin herbert like justin, justin herbert, herbert and the Chargers. And the Chargers. yeah thank you but like two and the dolphins i don't know like everything that happened with ryan fitzpatrick i was just like i don't know so we'll see what they do um we'll see what they do who knows it's the dolphins uh and the other trade i want to talk about eagles moving down to the 12th pick so they're not getting a quarterback, which is interesting to me. You know, I think – I don't know how I feel about it. I get it. You know, like if you let Carson Wentz go in all, after all that drama, you probably are – it's because you want to stick with Jalen Hurts, right? So that's the decision. So now they'll get a weapon for Jalen Hurts. Um, I just still – I look at the Eagles and I'm like, what weapon can you put into Philly that's going to make their team any 
any better. I don't really know. I really oh, don't yeah. know. I don't even think they'll start at weapon. I mean, that team needs everything. That team needs absolutely everything. So, like, and you know, the, the reason they the, the reason they won the cha- like most of the ninety five percent of Super Bowls are won because you have a great quarterback and probably a, a decent pass rush. The Eagles won that Super Bowl because they were just good across the board. Like they were just such a, a, a deep team, having a good defense, having a good running game, and all that stuff. And it's it's kind of crazy how quickly. I mean, that is the NFL with salary cap and all that stuff, but like. Because now you look at the roster and you're like, dude, you guys need help literally everywhere. Yeah, I agree. Um, worst team of the NFC East, which is just the worst thing you can get put on your moniker. Um, but I agree that that seems like what it is. I like the, I, the Giants. I am surprised, though, that they're not going quarterback. Like, just Why because, would you? Just because these top – like, these five, like there's five quarterbacks in this draft that, like, I think we all are like, they have a really good shot. Like, there's times where, you know – there will be five quarterbacks in discussions, but for the most part, we're like, it's those two, maybe that third guy. This year, like, I wouldn't be surprised if all five of these quarterbacks go on and have successful careers. It's probably not going to happen, but I think they all have a legitimate shot. And Hertz impressed me a ton when he started. I did not think he had any shot of being an NFL quarterback, but I, I still, it's a lot harder to become the starter to have a defense be getting ready for you and all this stuff instead of just being thrown in the game. Like sometimes you're just thrown in and they're not ready for you and you're not thinking about it and you just play well. It's a different game when when the defense is like, oh, hey, we're going up against Jalen Hurts. This is how we stop him. Right. I mean, to be honest, there's already a quarterback competition going on in Philly. Remember, they gave Nate Sudfeld those reps. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> that's what they gave him the reps for, right? For the quarterback competition. Am I wrong? Do we all forget so this? True. Like, I mean, that's what happened. Um, no, I agree. Eagles are a mess, and that that whole team has a lot to think about. And Philly, you know, congratulations, you suck again. Uh, let's make a bold prediction, though. I mean, I I uh, I wouldn't. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen anymore. But I said Patriots move up to take a top one of the top five quarterbacks, and like. I now that Todd McShay has said it, I'm like, I bet that's not what they do. <laughs> I bet that's not what they do now that that, no now that top, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that was the secret. And now Bill Belichick's like, they know we're not going to do it. They know we're not going to do it. Absolutely not. We're sticking with Cam. We can't you say I'm going to zig, then I'm going to zag, baby. Right. But I said, I was like, you know what? I think any of these quarterbacks, um, you know, could, could be really good. And Bill Belichick is known for taking unfinished products too. And like, what he sees in their potential. So I was like, okay, Patriots might be a good place for Trey Lance where people are like, we don't really know. And you know, that, that could be a good place. You know, like Jordan Love was kind of predicted to maybe go to the Patriots before the Packers took him. Um, I, I, but you know, I, maybe they do, maybe Justin Fields. If, I mean, if Justin Fields falls, you'd be a dummy not to trade to get him, especially if, as new England, Bill Belichick could sign on for another 20 years until he dies. If he gets Justin Fields, honestly. So I, I I think Patriots move up to take a quarterback in the top five is my bold prediction. What about you? In the top, they trade up to the top five. Sorry, move up oh, to take up. a okay, top five quarterback. You. I, got you. I got you. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with you know Travis Etienne, Najee Harris. I think are both very solid running back prospects. I think most mock drafts have at least one of them going, if not both. I'm I'm more of a fan of Najee Harris. Um, I think most people kind of have. ETN ranked a little higher. I think Najee Harris is like the perfect running back prospect for the NFL. But my prediction is uh, it's going to be another year with no first round running backs. I just think the position has shown itself to not be 
as vital, as important, um, and uh, as good as I think Najee Harris and maybe even Travis Etienne can be, I just think the value of that position isn't there anymore. So I'm going to go with uh, no first-round running backs again in the NFL I hope, draft. I hope not because let's be honest, we play fantasy football, Matt. We know that running backs are a dime a dozen. Like one guy gets injured and freaking whoever his name is on whatever team goes off for 150 yards in the game that he gets to play. Like it just, that's how it happens. So I just, there's one running back. His name's Derek Henry. Everybody else. I'm like, eh, you know, whoa, Aaron Jones is dope. Okay. Aaron Jones too. But Aaron, <laughs> even Aaron Jones was out and, and his backup could do well. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. No, like, Paul Williams was very, very serviceable. Right. Because, and even you, because I think too, like, and, and like, Part of the reason I think Najee Harris is going to be the better one is the same. Like the running back is used so much more in the passing game. Like you mentioned it, Derrick Henry is is really top of my head. The only kind of traditional running back that we have in the NFL now, like all of them, I, I guess Zeke a little bit, but Zeke can still kind of go out and catch balls. Um, it's just like the passing game is so much more important, which means Jamal Williams can kind of come in and supplement what Aaron Jones does. Not as well, but serviceably yeah yeah agreed 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 all right well let's talk about some other signings i want to throw some love to the las vegas raiders i think they've had a great off season they sign they have a terrible defense and on the defense now they have yannick Ngakwe, quentin jefferson and solomon thomas um i hope solomon thomas has like a resurgence you know he was like a top three pick and then fell off the face of the planet so hopefully he has a resurgence with the team and they added Willie Sneed, John Brown as as weapons for Derek Carr, as well as Kenyon Drake, which I don't really get that one because you have Josh Jacobs, why sign? And they gave Kenyon Drake a good amount of money, so maybe that causes an issue. Um, but I, I like the pieces they've added. You know, I think they've, they've been busy as they've needed to be as a team that kind of looked like they had some stuff here and there but couldn't really put it all together. Um, so shout out to the Raiders. Want to do that really quick. Uh, I have a question. What do you think of the Cardinals? Obviously, they have the J.J. Watt uh, signing that they did, you know, they got DeAndre Hopkins uh, last year. They they've been busy in the off season. What do, what do we think about the Cardinals after after some of the moves they've made, and and obviously letting go of Kenyon Drake. So what you know, what do you think of that? Yeah, I I don't know if, if the Cardinals have done anything for me that's like moved the the scales that much. You know, tip the scale. Like I I think JJ White can be or G, sorry JJ White JJ Watt can be a, a very serviceable defensive player. He's not really the J.J. Watt of old. We know A.J. Green isn't the, the A.J. Green of old. Like, it, kind mean, of feels, yeah. like, it kind of feels like they're just like, oh, hey, these guys like used to be good. And, and, and it is a, a young team, so I think even just that veteran leadership is, is important. Um, and, and, but they, they haven't done anything to me that I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's going to really push you guys to the, to the next level. Um, and I'm not – you know, they, they're a tough team to kind of figure out because I think they do have a lot of talent. But last year, like, they started hot and got kind of cool. I'm not – I don't know if it's a Kingsbury thing. I don't know if Kyler just needs to kind of get a little more settled and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's – it's they're, they're a tough team to gauge. I'm still I'm still not quite a believer on everything they're doing. Right. I mean, A.J. Green, he's running around on one ACL. Like, at all times, he's running around on one ACL. I would love A.J. Green to come back and be a 1,000-yard – receiver but he's not going to play 10 games he's going to play like eight or seven you know and that's just the truth of it I mean let's be honest I bet Larry Fitzgerald plays more games than AJ Green this year I just think it's probably going to happen even though Larry Fitzgerald is 100 years old um and uh, you know they signed Malcolm Butler who's important for the Titans I think it's a good signing 
Um, and I think it's funny that he gets to play the Seahawks twice in a season and they're going to have to remember him picking them off in the end zone for, <laughs> for, for two games. It's going to get brought up so many times. Oh, yeah. It's like the last for time Wilson threw on the end line with Malcolm Butler in the backfield ended poorly. Uh, no, but I, I think, I mean, ugh, let's talk about Seahawks giving Tyler Lockett the entire house. I don't even know what that was about. I don't even know what that was about. Why do like Tyler Lockett's a great receiver, but forty nine million dollar extension when you have DK Metcalf. I know you don't have to pay DK Metcalf yet, but like I don't know what they're doing. And then with Russell Wilson and like not solidifying that whole situation, Seahawks are also uh, an interesting team to see what. I mean, do you think Russell leaves this off season? Do you think that's like something that's actually going to happen? Man, I don't know. I, I think this. I think this season will will determine a lot. But um, I, I do think I do think Russell Wilson wants. I mean, you know, he's he's got the pop star wife. He he likes the limelight, and and Seattle isn't as big of a market as you know other ones. So I, I could I could certainly see Russell Wilson trying to get out. I hate Russell Wilson. I think he's a tool. That's there all I know. <laughs> he said in an interview that God told him he had to enter Sierra's life because he needed her to bring God. To, it was the most self-absorbed, I holier-than-thou shit in the world. I will never like him after that. Yeah. Also, that's not how God works. So that's also blasphemous. <laughs> and my fiance was like, hey, so we're actually going to get married because God told me that you're living a sinful life and uh, I need to bring God into your life. I'd be like, who the fuck are you? Get yeah. out of here. Also, as a woman, that's like the world's worst pickup line from like a religious person. Like, uh, God told me to be inside of you, basically. Also, uh, what a dick move, God. You don't have my number? I thought you're God. If you need to enter my life, give me a ring, dude. You need to yeah. get this short quarterback to do it? I'm Sierra. Right. God. Or or like give me a heads up, like, hey, there's this dude gonna be really great for you. Don't like make it a one way right? street. Yeah. <laughs> Why? It's like, hey, this guy's gonna enter your life, you guys are gonna be really good for <laughs> that's a great point. Right. It's like it's like every bad high school movie that's like, I swear he said he likes you. And she's like, Really? And it's like, Yeah, I swear, you gotta take my word for it. And then it never works out that way. That's never true. That never it's never true. So yeah, I agree. Russell Wilson's a tool, and I'm so not surprised they tur- he turned on the Seahawks as soon as the opportunity arose. Everyone's like, "Oh, but he's such a, a Seahawk." I'm like, "Is he? Like, yeah, he's a Seahawk as long as he is a Seahawk. That's about it." And right. um, there's a reason hey, that's just a, not- a fickle business. And and to be fair, like as much as I dislike Russell Wilson, some of his gripes are very very valid. Like, yeah, this he's team has not. Yeah, this team has not helped him. And like it, it's so as much of a douche as he is, he is correct. Like they, they've not like they went to two straight Super Bowls and haven't really had near that success yet. Even though they have, you know, all that other talent. So it's a it's legitimate gripes. Right. It's like Le'Veon Bell. You know, he's right. I'm not happy about it, but he's right. <laughs> um. So that's kind of that whole situation. Uh, but yeah, so Cardinal Seahawks stuff going on there. Uh, the last thing I'll ask about NFL, the Buccaneers re-sign everyone. They re-sign, get them everyone. So what do we think about that? Do you think that is the perfect solution for them finding themselves in another Super Bowl? Do you think for whatever reason it hinders them because they didn't add anything? They just kind of stayed the same. I mean, Brady teams that stay the same, that's that's kind of a good 
has been a good equation in the past. So what 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 are we thinking about the Bucks just deciding to resign everyone except for Antonio Brown, who isn't resigned yet? But like, I also don't probably think will most, probably will, and I also don't think it's like the most important thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think it wasn't too surprising to me. It seemed like most of those guys, and a lot of times that'll happen after the Super Bowl, where guys are like, "Oh no, we want to resign." But it is, it's a lot of guys that aren't like, I mean, the worry for your Super Bowl team always is that like one of your big time guys is a young guy that can go get himself a massive contract. A lot of the Bucks aren't really like, so to speak, in their prime as much right. as like going to go get a contract at least. Um, so, I mean, you know, if you can bring back your team, I think it's always a, a, a good thing. I think really the, the biggest worry for the Bucks is is just like health and, and um age you know fighting father time because eventually he will win so but you know bring him back it's it, that's scary for the defending super bowl team um and i think too like a lot of times you see like the packers when they won the super bowl they were the sixth seed and then the next year like you win that super bowl and you just come out hot so as much as the bucks kind of struggled in the regular season uh, for a time usually that that kind of struggles get whipped away with with a little bit of Super Bowl success. So and and now their division is a whole lot easier. Yeah, in shambles. Their division is in shambles. Like the Falcons don't know what to do with Matt Ryan. The Saints are trying to trust Jameis Winston or Casem Hill or whoever. Um the Panthers, you know, they're saying they're gonna trade up and get Trey Lance maybe now, but like I you know that team just lives and dies by Christian McCaffrey. So it depends on if he can stay healthy. They're just so young. At least they are. The Panthers are going in the right direction. The Falcons and the Saints are just like, man, I don't know what your franchise is going to look for the next five years. Like the Panthers in five years will be contending for Super Bowls. I don't know what Atlanta and New Orleans is going to be looking like. Right. The, The Falcons are like, can we get just one person so that we can win with Julio and Matt? I know we had a chance. Can we have a do over? Honestly, though, now the Falcons probably will next year be like 12 and four, or I guess 12 and five because we have 17. Like, they're one of those hey. teams that like plays absolutely dog shit for a year, and then the next year comes back and is like one of the best teams. And it's, it was always just like, you guys see, we have that big of a roster overhaul. Like, why were you guys so bad for a little bit? But I, I yeah, think I the mean, Falcons probably still have a chance to be decent. I, I think Matt Ryan's got a couple more decent years in him, but the team is, I don't know. I mean, they just need to play defense because I mean they have them drafting Kyle Pitts in the fourth in the fourth pick right now. So you'd have Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Russell Gage, Calvin Ridley, Todd Gurley out of the backfield. I mean you have all the weapons you need. So they just have to outscore every team. Really, uh, they couldn't do that last season. Couldn't do it last but, year, yeah. Uh, but maybe they, maybe it works out. You never know. Uh, their defense just decided not. To, I could have scored on their defense. My lord. It was ridiculous. It was bad. Um, but yeah, lots of exciting stuff happening. It's funny, like a lot of other sports come and go, but the NFL is always exciting to talk about. It's like so much going on all the time. So um, that's why it's such a goddamn moneymaker. Right, exactly. Because we're still talking about it, even though it's far out of season. Uh, but let's talk about something that is in season. I mean, I guess always, but especially now, UFC in season. Matt, we had a big... Um, the off season for UFC. When you have like five dogs, literally never, in a row. literally never. Well, that's like good for you, Dana White. Yeah, there you go. You will have a great life, I'm sure. Uh, but we had a big, big weekend. Bag. There you go. We had a bag. <laughs> you and Russell Wilson can go. Yep. Die together. Honestly. All right. But Matt, take us past the last weekend of action. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm mostly just going to kind of focus on that on that championship fight at Naganu and uh, Stipe Miocic. It was a rematch of a, a previous fight that that uh, Miocic was able to win in five rounds by decision. This time, Ngannou came in as the favorite. I believe he was uh, minus 125, and and I think Miocic was close to about plus 100 when when the fight stop, started. Um, so not many times you see you know a defending champ like Miocic as the underdog, but that's just how good Ngannou's been, and he continued it. It was a second round knockout. Miocic came out later and said he he actually felt like the fight was going to a good spot. He he thought he kind of worked wore Francis out a little bit in the first round. But like we mentioned, you know, in the heavyweight division, if you get the right hit, which Francis did, it's game over. So, um, you know, and, and it's – Francis Ngannou is just an incredible human being. He, this, this was a dude who was arrested while trying to immigrate to, to France from Cameroon. While growing up as a 10-year-old, he was working in a sand quarry. When he finally did make it to Paris, he was homeless for, for several years as, as he tried to begin his boxing career there. Eventually, he got on the path of, of mixed martial arts. Uh, you know, he, he's the ultimate example of, of putting your mind to something and, and making it happen no matter what. So his rise at the top is is shocking because of how quickly it's been. But then you look back at it and you're like, yeah, of course he was going to do this. So it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's been phenomenal. And his ability to improve, like the guy's extremely powerful. The guy's extremely quick. He, he's got all these this natural stuff, but he's also, you know, been a student of MMA and, and he's worked to improve his, you know, head in the game as well, which is, um, you know, can be the toughest part. Like I'm not, sometimes it's easy. If you punch fast, you punch fast, you punch hard, you punch hard. It's, it's the other sort of the chess game of the octagon that, that is, uh, you know, where the greats really come. So a phenomenal win for him. Stipe, no intention right now of retiring yet. Seems like he, he's very comfortable still saying, um, we've seen him lose the heavyweight crown before with DC. He came back and beat DC twice. That was the second fight between Francis and, and, uh, Stipe. So a rubber match really is deserved and, and should happen at some point. I, I think that would be a terrific fight because I think, you know, we got, we saw Stipe perfect his performance in the first fight. We saw a, a basically perfect performance by Francis in the second fight, a third one. I think we'd really see we, the chess match would certainly be on there. Um, but yeah, you know, the heavyweight crown. Belongs to Francis Ngannou, and it was it was a hell of a performance, and it's been it's been a hell of a a, a year really for for Ngannou. Yeah, Ngannou. It's like I said last week. Ngannou is now, and uh, no better person I could see holding the crown. Uh, obviously, Stipe. I think he deserves that match, and I'd much rather see that than some dumbass Bones Jones fight I, that that you know keeps getting thrown at us. Like, you know, whatever. you want to see Jones Bones Jones? I Bones do, Jones. but I want. Bones Jones is the best UFC fighter ever. I hate his ass, but he's the best fighter ever. I want to see right. him in Ngannou fight so bad. Me too, but I want to see it after the rubber match. I want to see it after the rubber match. I don't. I want to see Bones Jones fight someone else and not just come out and and come for Ngannou. Like I want to see Bones Jones one more time before I see him against Ngannou. Who, who do you want him to fight? Freaking anyone. Just, he's destroyed his division. I mean, there's no one in his division that can even fight him like that. Getting close to him. I guess maybe you could do like a. That Derek Lewis, John Jones thing, but I mean the problem with John Jones is John Jones is is going to make this whole thing difficult. Um, I do think the money they said. I think I heard like he was going to get paid like eight million for the fight. I actually do think he deserves probably more money than that uh, for a fight with with Ngannou. But I, I'm not sure it's going to happen because Bones Jones is the most difficult athlete in the world. 
Yeah, that's true. I, I want to see the rubber match, and I think after that, Stipe will probably hang it up. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I mean, upcoming fights, I can think of a couple. Yeah, well, of- we can't take – you said that after this loss, he was going to retire. So, yeah, sure, Yannick. I, I, hey, you know what? I, I can be wrong about things, and I'm if glad that he's not predict- If you keep on predicting – hey, if you keep on predicting it, eventually he will retire. And so- then I'll say, look, I told you so. <laughs> yep. You keep throwing darts, it's going to hit the bullseye eventually. Happy with that. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm going to guess Marquette's going to win the national championship until they, abs- until they do, and then I will never shut up about it. That's what how you that's how you do this business. All right, baby. That's how you do this business. <laughs> we got to somehow start reaching out to the uh, Marquette fan base. They are going to love this show. Oh yeah, we gotta we gotta make a we gotta make a big. We'll get an interview with Shaka on on here. We'll just we'll uh we'll really go after it. Um, get an interview sorry, with Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Dwayne Wade. Oh my God, Dwayne Wade. What a guy. Honestly, his all of his talk in the last couple days um, about trans visibility has been so friggin' inspirational. I, I mean, just and not many. Marquette to their last Final Four. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, no. I mean, the guy is unstoppable and he can stop uh aaron gordon from as much as i dislike (laughs) yeah as much as i dislike dana white and russell wilson that's how much i love Dwayne wade i actually don't i think Dwayne wade is probably the athlete i love most i think you've said that before i think i I love that man i know you do (laughs) i know you do like very very much so um yeah it's in my it's in my bones. As much as I hate Bones Jones, Bones is what I love for Dwayne Wade. Okay, that's enough of that. Um, we yeah, got that some. Was, that was terrible. I mean, sexual. I think that was uh, weirdly. It it's a little sexual. I mean, he it's is Dwayne, li- he is Dwayne Wade. You know what? Right. Also, my favorite thing about Dwayne Wade is he's like, man, I think he's like ten years younger than Gabrielle Union. So, like, you know that he was uh, a high school like senior or something when Bring It On came out. And he just got the biggest crush on Gabrielle Union because how can you not? And he somehow was able to wipe her up later on. I mean, well done. Well done by both of them. That is couple goals. That is couple goals. That is couple goal. I love that video of them fighting on the on the court. You know what I'm talking about? The video of of her like I, there's like a there's like a viral video of her like coming on the court talking to him, and they're like obviously like she's pissed about something and some guy like walks past and Dwayne Wade like dabs him up and she like smiles like hi and then go back to no no listen fuck and I'm just like yes that is a couple right there that is a couple right yeah. there he's like hey man how's it going and you're like hey bring it here yeah bring it here bring it here I'm still mad I'm still Gabrielle Union I don't care who you are I'm still Gabrielle Union don't your goddamn even... wife I'm your goddamn wife <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a decade your senior I'll kick your ass don't even Get out of here. Um, no, I, 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 yeah. Happy, happy, happy that those, that couple works out. Um, I mean, I think what, what fights are you looking forward to coming up is, is what I'm thinking. I mean, I'm looking at UFC 261 real fast is what I'm looking at. Ooh, I'm ready for that. Licking my, my lips. Lip. Yeah. I mean, the next, the next few pay-per-views are, are, are pretty exciting, but UFC 261 particularly exciting. Um, the next one, UFC 262 will be a fun one. Uh, there will be a new lightweight champion crown. Khabib has stayed retired. Uh, so as much as Dana White tried to hold on and keep him as champion, it is 
unfortunately not going to be the case. So Charles Oliveira and uh, Michael Chandler are going to be battling in UFC 262 to be the new lightweight champion. And UFC 261, three title bouts in that one. You got Zhang battling for the strawweight crown against Rose, or defending her strawweight crown, pardon me, against Rose. Uh, Jessica Andrade moving up to the flyweight, where she will try and take down Valentina Shevchenko. Andrade, of course, also a past strawweight champion. And then the, the big one is the rematch between Masvidal and, and Usman. Um, Usman himself, a champion right now that's on a pretty uh, impressive run. He, he's really just been so, so dominant in, in that division. So should be uh, an absolute blast of a, a event, especially after we got one of our title fights stolen from him, stolen from us uh, this time. So we we got a stacked card. And even the – and even the um, – Non-title fights on the main card are really good. You got Chris, Chris Weedman against Uriah Hall, uh, Anthony Smith's fighting again. So UFC 261 will be a very, very fun night of fighting. I'm excited to see. Honestly, like all those title fights are great, and and I think they should just always do triple title fights from now on. Like just give us one yeah. fight a week and then give a triple title. One fight a week, triple title. Just do that, honestly. Um, and but like I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, Uriah Hall. I'm excited to see, I mean, he ends, not ends, but like, you know, he knocks out the great Anderson Silva, ends his career. Um, interesting to see where he takes that momentum, you know, because he could just become another fighter and he just was the one that beat Anderson Silva. But, you know, he could Anderson, take... Anderson was like on the, the last... Uriah Hall, I mean, because I watched Uriah Hall on, on The Ultimate Fighter when he got his contract to join the UFC. And on that show, he was terrifying. He knocked out everybody like it was one minute fights over and over and over again until the final where he fought kelvin and then kelvin like uriah hall is one of those he's kind of like the manchester city of ufc where against against the like the guys that aren't as good as him he will show off and you'll be like holy shit this guy's incredible and then he fights somebody that's like actually you know close to him and talent and skill and stuff and it's like oh dang he's not that impressive Right. Wow. That's a, that's a shot right there. That's a shot to Uriah Hall. Uh, true. No, I know. I'm I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying it's a shot. You're allowed to take shots. 16 and nine. That's totally that's, fine. That's not um, that great of an MMA record. No, but Uriah. That, no, that's fair. I just meant that you comparing anyone to Man City. I, if you ever compare <laughs> me to Man City, our friendship's over. Our yeah. friendship's over. Uriah, Uriah Hall <laughs> luckily doesn't know how much disdain I have for Manchester City. So he'll, he's, he's none the wiser. He's like, oh, Manchester, they're good, right? I mean, this guy must really – they're pretty – I'm. I, that's pretty appreciative. He's, um, mentioned, he's mentioned liking Manchester before. That's so yeah. – man. Oof. Oof. That's why I always shock. hate that with that with – that, like that happens with Manchester and Iowa. I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys are Iowa State Cyclones. No. Right. We're not. We're not. No, yeah. I'm not a Manchester City fan. It's Manchester United. Also, like – I, I get no one knows Iowa, so, like, if you do, you can make that, like, you error because, you know, whatever. But, like, thinking Manchester City before you think Manchester United is a sin. It really is. Like, well, there's no most, reason. I think most uh, soccer – people that don't know soccer just know – only know Manchester United. So, I think they don't even know that, like, Manchester City is a thing. So, they're just like, oh, yeah, Manchester City. Like, it's all the same. No, it's not. One of those teams is lame as hell. One of those teams can't – can't uh, can't get can't get it done in the Champions League. Um, I guess both those teams. I hope can't that. Get it I hope that stays <laughs> true. Hey, we yeah, got three. I, we got three Champions Leagues. You Come do. You do. I remember. Only English team to do the treble. Come on now. 
<laughs> there he goes. Matt's in rare form. All right. It's been so much fun talking UFC, talking NFL. Uh, once again, uh, shout out to Timothy. Uh, we all miss you down here. And uh, yeah, we're going to go on to our next episode, all college basketball in this next one. So stay tuned. Let's go.